wonderful time of worship. My name's Thomas. For those of you who don't know me, and uh, as Mary said, if you've arrived late, uh, thanks for your grace and understanding. If you're visiting, uh, this is your first Sunday. This is a, a family moment, and we're, we're going to open up God's Word. We'd plan to continue in our series in Galatians, but it just didn't feel right to continue as normal with that series following the news of baby Evelyn going to be with Jesus. It's been truly awful news to have to receive and to process. It's hard. It's heavy. It's confusing. We can't quite articulate everything we feel right now for the Lanhams, for their family, for friends, for our wee church here this morning, for Evelyn. And Mary and I, as leaders of the church, just want to start by saying thank you. For everything as a church family that we have, you've done over these months for Stuart and Sarah, we're so proud to be part of Inverness Vineyard. It's been a beautiful picture of the church in action, fasting and gathering together to pray and cry out for a miracle, dropping off meals for Stuart and Sarah, care packages, looking after our precious little Noah so they could make appointments, so they could get space just to be thank you. We've done well. We've done well. And we know, we know as leaders of the church that the care and the love and the prayers will carry on into these next steps for those guys and for their wider family as they grieve and heal and process in the coming, the coming days, weeks, months, years that lie ahead. So instead of continuing in Galatians, we're going to open up God's Word in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. That's where we're going. And Mike and Ruth will be walking about. If you need a Bible, just wave over to them and they would gladly give you a Bible so you can read along. So 1 Thessalonians 4. We're going to be starting in verse 13. And we have Paul's first writings to the church in Thessalonica, which is today modern-day Greece. There's been a church established and Caesar, who rules in that land, is getting uncomfortable because there's a there's talk of another king, and there's persecution happening to this church. But in spite of this persecution, the church is thriving. And we have some writings here on the future hope of Jesus' return. And this came about because some Christians in the church had recently died who were part of this church in Thessalonica. And their friends and family are wondering about their fate when Jesus returns. And Paul makes it really clear that despite their grief and loss, not even death can separate Christians from the love of Jesus. So 1 Thessalonians 4, and we'll start in verse 13. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. 
There's lots of things that we don't know this side of heaven, and it's so, so hard. It's so hard. We might never know this side of heaven, why beautiful Evelyn was taken so brutally, so sadly. And in carrying this painful mystery and the countless others that all of us have experienced and remind us in our own lives and stories, we choose this morning to focus on three things that we do know. Three things that we do know. So the first thing I want to share this morning is that we have hope. We have hope. In the mix of the emotions and in the confusion, we have hope. We carry this line that I read that Paul wrote to the church in Thessalonica, and we receive it this morning. Brothers and sisters, or Inverness Vineyard Church, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. Notice in this passage, Paul isn't saying don't grieve. We still grieve. We must still grieve. We don't stiff up our lip these moments. We don't soldier on. If we just soldier on, we're, we're not going to be healthy and ready for the battles ahead. We grieve. We grieve. Paul, Paul is detailing here promises and truth that will direct and inform their grief. Not get rid of it. So we enter into the grief. We step wholeheartedly into it, but we journey it very different to those who don't know Jesus. There was a, a YouGov study in 2017 into life after death where they asked the general public what happens after death. 17, 16% believed that we get reincarnated. 6% believe in becoming a spirit. 5% believe that we take on a different form. 3% believe we exist in another world or planet. 42% believe that that's it. It's over when we pass. Those beliefs are based on guesses, hunches. Today, our belief is based on an historical evidence, truth, and reality that we can know and receive this morning. A truth that carries hope. We have hope today in our grief. In knowing Jesus, we do not grieve like the rest of mankind. We have hope. And it's my prayer that hope would make itself known in the most beautiful and sensitive places, in the everyday kind of ways as we journey this together and love Stuart, Sarah, and Noah. That's my prayer. We have hope. Secondly, we have Jesus. We have Jesus. In the midst of this sadness and numbness and confusion and brokenheartedness, we have the mighty Jesus. I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but we'll, we'll crack on. Gregory of Nazinzus, known as Gregory the Theologian, or Gregory Na Nazinzin, I told you, was a fourth century Archbishop of, Constant of Constantinople and theologian of Greek Christianity. He has some beautiful words about Jesus, which I just want to share with you this morning. He began his ministry by being hungry. He is the bread of life. Jesus ended his earthly ministry by being thirsty, yet he is the living water. Jesus was weary, yet he is our rest. Jesus paid tribute, yet he is the king. Jesus was accused of having a demon, yet he cast out demons. Jesus wept. He wipes away our tears. Jesus was sold for 30 pieces of silver, yet he redeemed the world. Jesus was brought as a lamb to the slaughter, yet he is the good shepherd. 
Jesus died, yet by his death, he destroyed the power of death. Verse 14, for we believe Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. The very foundation of our faith is Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. He destroyed the power of death. Hope has a name, and his name is Jesus. This truth is what Paul is writing, assuring the Thessalonians, those friends and family lost before Jesus returns, will be with Jesus. Jesus is the only reason that we have hope just now. When all else around us has been shaken, Jesus remains steadfast, unshakable. He's the only reason we can call on hope. He is hope, bread of life, living water, king. He wipes away our tears. He redeemed the world. He's a good shepherd. He destroyed the power of death. We know death is not the end. We know Jesus Jesus is the proof that baby Evelyn is not dead, but fully alive with him. We have hope. We have Jesus. And we have a future promise. We have a future promise. You know, the great thing about God's promises right now in this moment is that we can't break them by leaning on them. So we choose to lean on them. We choose to lean on them in this moment. We choose to lean on God's presence, his promise of his presence. I will never leave you. We choose to lean on God's protection. I am your shield. We choose to lean on God's power. I will strengthen you. We choose to lean on God's provision. I will help you. We choose to lean on God's leading when he has brought out all his own. He goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. We choose to lean on God's purposes. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans of hope and futures. We choose to lean on God's rest. Come to me all who are weary and I will give you rest. We choose to lean on God's cleansing. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. We choose to lean on God's goodness. No good thing will he withhold from them that work uprightly. We choose to lean on God's faithfulness. The Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake. We choose to lean on God's guidance. The meek he will guide. We choose to lean on God's wise plan. All things work together for those, for the good to them that love God. We have a promise here in verse 17 in this passage. After that, we who are still alive and our left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. What a promise. Don't know if you've ever read that verse and just dwelt on that verse. What a stunning picture. It's stunning as I think of family I have lost. It's stunning as I think of family I know that we have lost in this room. It's stunning as I think of beautiful Evelyn and Stuart and Sarah and precious Noah and their family. In her shortest, most beautiful of moments, the side of eternity, we have a promise of Evelyn being with Jesus forever, right now. We won't know the why necessarily this side of heaven. 
We will carry the questions with us. But we know that she's with Jesus. For eternity. For eternity. And so we will be with the Lord forever. And we will meet again. Not only with her, but with all who have passed before us. And it will be stunning. It will be beautiful. We have hope this morning. We grieve not as the world grieves. We have Jesus. Hope has a name and he's not going to leave us. We can lean on his promises. And we have a future promise that we will meet again.